launches even the right way for you to promote your services and your product? I feel like I'm saying something that I shouldn't be saying in the online world. But have you wondered if it's even possible for you to reach the million dollar mark in revenue in your business without the large following, the thousands of people following you on Instagram? That's exactly what this week's guest, Elaine Liu, managed to do. But was her business model just a fluke? Is this something that just works for her because she had years and years of background literally just being on the phone and selling to people? Is this something that would even work for you? We'll find out. Hi, my name is Ina and I am a global online presence expert and I teach business owners how to put themselves out there online so that they can increase their impact, increase their revenue, increase their clients and have the life that they love. So every Monday I come to you with a great interview from an amazing online entrepreneur who has made it happen in their business and you need to hear their story. And then every Thursday, I come to you with a companion episode where I teach you the three things that that guest is doing very right and you could start doing in your business right now, even if you're starting out. So welcome to that companion episode. If you would like to listen to Elaine Liu talk about her business, you can go back to episode 11, which is a previous episode, and listen to her story there. And if you're bummed out about the result of the election, or you're super excited about the result of the election, I want to remind you that this episode was recorded before the election actually took place. So I don't know the, the outcome, so there won't be any political messages to say in this podcast episode. Today, I'm just going to teach you about how to live your richest life and do exactly what you love to do. That's what we're going to focus on today. And regardless of how the election went, I hope you still have a little bit of giving inside of you and you would like to head over to the reviews section in your podcasting app and leave me a five-star review. It really helps support the show. Say something nice in there and thanks. This is The Global Phenomenon with Ina Koveny, the podcast where the self-made teach you to stop waiting to be discovered and prepare to be found. And before we get to the teaching, first, I would like to answer some listener questions. If you would like to leave me a question, go to theglobalphenomenonpodcast.com, drop your question there, and I will answer it on the end. So the first one comes from Kylie Wolfig. She hails us from Australia. She's the founder of Thyroid School at kyliewolfig.com. I will put the link in the description so you can click right on out. And here's her question. How do you stop from being scattered if you have a million ideas? How do you hone in or choose just one thing? And should you? Or is it okay to do many things? Kylie, thank you so much for your question. This is a great question because just like you, I imagine this is why you're asking because it was in your mind. Um, just like you, I am a multi-talented, multi-interest person. And it wasn't easy to come up with what my business was going to be. In fact, I don't believe that I have reached the final evolution of what my business is going to be. I do believe I'm going to continue to pivot. But I also believe one thing. It is very challenging. It takes a lot of energy and money and mental focus to get one idea off the ground. So when you dilute 
your your focus when you dilute your efforts what you're doing is getting just multiple things to grow very slowly if anything at all because we're human because we're not robots we can't actually keep multiple things going at once especially if we don't have a team especially if we don't have the infrastructure to support multiple different initiatives right big companies can because they can hire people and they can say this is your job to focus on that and this is your job to focus on that but when it is just you it is very hard to carve out the time to make multiple things grow. This is a way that I like to explain it. I want you to imagine that you have four different ideas, all right? And the next person next to you, they also have four different ideas. And I'm gonna represent those ideas as empty glasses, okay? So there's you and there's somebody next to you and you both have four empty glasses in front of you. And the instruction is you need to make a certain amount of money, right? To survive, to quit your job, whatever it is, you need to uh, make your business work. That's the instruction, right? To both people with four empty glasses in front of them. You have to make your business work. And the definition of making your business work is taking your pitcher of water and filling up to the top. The instruction is vague. The instruction is not telling you fill just one glass. The instruction is not telling you fill all glasses to the top, right? It's just telling you, here's your pitcher, here's your glasses, whoever gets to the top wins. If you are the one taking your pitcher of water and pouring into each glass a little bit at a time, while the person next to you decides, well, the fastest way for me to win is just to fill one glass, they're just gonna go fill an entire glass and win. And where are you? You're still trying to match how much water there's going to be in each of the glasses and none of them have reached the top. That is what winning in business is like when you have one single focus versus four different types of ideas. So it's not wrong. There's nothing wrong with you if you want to make multiple things happen. You're just not going to make it very far, very fast. So what is your priority? right? It's totally okay to have hobbies, right? Having hobbies is recommended, right? But you got to know that if you're growing a business and your goal is to make money with it, your goal is to impact a ton of people, your goal is to quit your job, your job, your, your focus is to, uh, your goal is to retire your spouse, right? If those are your goals, you're going to need to focus. And it's okay to have multiple ideas that you want to do, but you're just going to get there a lot slower unless you hire a team. Hey, if you hire a team to give individual attention to each one of these ideas, go at it. Be my guest. But for as long as we're solopreneurs, get one idea off the ground. Learn from it. Learn from others who've been there and then see what happens with it. It might just be that that idea that you decided to pick was not really the right one for you. Fail fast is what they say, right? Then stop, pivot, switch. In my business, I started out, I'm going to tell you right now, my first business idea when I first quit my job was I am going to teach new moms, like moms who have babies, new moms, how to make WordPress websites so that they can use that as supplementary income and they can stay at home with their babies. Is that what I do now? No right? I went basically through my own B-found system. 
right? I did my market research and then I started. I started unapologetically and without stopping. And I just went full force on one idea. Did it work out? I think so, but it's already gone through three different brand names. That's what it takes to get your idea somewhere, to evolve with it. All right. So to answer your question, how do you stop from being scattered? That's really up to you. You got to pick your idea. How do you pick your idea? That's something we do in my BeFound program. So if you want to download my BeFound system, I actually have a freebie for you. If you go to theglobalphenomenon.com, click right there on the first link in the first screen that says, here's the five steps. Click there, download it. That's my BeFound system. It's going to tell you the things that you need to do to stop being scattered to actually make one idea work. All right. I really hope that is helpful, Kylie. And that is my best advice for you. The next question comes from Susan Scollin. She is a health coach who helps moms live the life of their dreams at susanscollin.com. Susan Scollin is one of my clients. Hi, Susan. And she's also in Australia. Susan's question is, when bringing team members on board, can you share with us one person that came on and was amazing? What was it that made the process work? And one person where the process wasn't amazing. What did you have to shift within yourself or learn to grow for the next time you brought someone on? This is actually a really relevant, uh, really relevant question for me specifically right now, Susan, because I'm going to be completely honest. I have had just in the past few months, uh, a couple of hires that have not worked out and a couple hires who have been incredible. So I'm going to tell you what happened. So at I have to say that I thought that maybe I was just a bad boss. I mean, I was really getting down on myself. I was like, maybe I just, I'm not managing people right. Maybe I'm just too much in my head. Maybe I'm just not letting go of control. Maybe I just have all of these personal issues and, 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 and mind issues that are weighing me down and are not letting me, all of these things were flooding my mind. I must just not be a good boss. And I'm going to tell you, that was bringing me down because I just came out of 15 years in corporate where I was managing people and being really good at it. People loved working for me and working with me. And it was an incredible experience get to, to get to see what the talents were in people and making sure they're being used properly. So what was wrong? Why in the past few months I was hiring people that I didn't feel like things were working. So um, this is what I realized, that the people that didn't work out were not people that I was seeking to hire. It was people that came to me. It was people who, who saw my business, who saw what I was doing, who appreciated my energy and everything that I was bringing on. And they came to me and they said, listen, this is the kind of work I do. Maybe I can help you. And instead of saying, well, let me take a look if I have that need in my business right now, I kind of went to, uh, I, I, I went to a, a place where I wanted to do something nice, where I wanted to make a win-win out of this. I'm like, well, you want to work with me. You seem like you, you've been following me or you seem like uh, you have the right skill set that I need to that I might need in my business. And I try to retroactively fit that into my business needs rather than saying, let me look at my business needs and see if this is something that I would like. Um, and it wasn't as obvious to me then. Then it just felt like, oh, you have this skill. I feel like I could use that skill. So let me hire you. But that's not how hiring should work. 
it shouldn't be, let me just give a job to my friends. That's not how it should be. Because in the end, I wasn't really bought into the arrangement. I didn't really uh, take full advantage of their talents because I didn't feel like that was something that I needed to prioritize in my business right now. But by then I had already hired them. So what do you do now? I became a terrible boss. And to those people I have apologized because I am sorry that it didn't work out because I don't consider myself to be a bad boss. I'm an amazing boss. I just managed my team of developers in my BeFund program and they all raved about the experience of working with me. So I knew that it wasn't me. I knew there was something about about what I was doing to hire these people. So what I did to hire my latest VA, guess what I did? I said, I need help with A, B, and C. These are the things that I need somebody to come and do right away. So I started working on creating SOPs, standard operating procedures. What are the things that they need to do? What are the steps that they need to accomplish them? And after I had that in front of me, I went out and I requested interviews and I interviewed people for the position. And I, now I had choices. Now it was a clear pick that there was one person in that interview list who matched exactly what I needed to do, what I needed them to do. And I hired them and it has been amazing. And I'm back to feeling like a great boss again because they're doing something that I value right now in my business and I need it to happen now. So my best advice for when bringing teams on board is team members on board is to make sure that you're not just hiring people because you can right that you're not just giving people a job because you want to be nice because you think that oh this is uh, this might work you have to act like a ceo you have to be the president of your company and when somebody is looking for a job look at your openings do you have an opening for that thing don't try to make one up don't try to say, well, maybe this will help me. Let's talk. Not even. I, from now on, I'm just going to say, sorry, I don't need that right now. Or that's not a priority in my business right now. But I'm going to keep you in mind next time so that I can interview people and make a decision based on their talent and their contribution and their fit to the company. So that is the best advice that I have for you in terms of hiring. And my latest uh, virtual assistant, her name is Julian. She is in the Philippines and she has been incredible. Um, she learns very quickly. I have been able to keep all of her documentation up to date. She brings new ideas. She actually knows a lot more about Pinterest strategy and tailwind than I do. So we have actually been created a, a beautiful partnership where she's really helping me go the distance. And I am so grateful for her. So that's what I would advise to all of you out there building your team. And now let's get into the teaching of this episode. The three things Elaine Lou is doing very right and you can start doing your business right now. Let's just get down to it right now. What is number one? Number one is she's not following the crowd. She's doing what feels right. If you heard the interview, you know that she spent the last decade of her life being on sales calls, raising money, being in meetings with high-level donors and learning how to get someone to put out a six-figure check for a cause. She is working off of her experience. Now, her experience wasn't necessarily in sales. This was in fundraising, but she's leveraging that and coming into her business and saying, what I am best at is building relationships, 
Building relationships is my thing and that's how I'm going to grow my business. She's not into the launches, guys. Launches are not her thing. They're draining for her. They really suck the energy out of her. They suck all the joy out of her. So she's not going to do them anymore. She's like, whatever. I am getting clients just by talking to people and establishing relationships. And that's her sweet spot. So she's not following the crowd. She's not just going out there and doing whatever everybody else is doing. She found the business model that really fit for her. So what is one thing that you could be doing? Try things out. Okay. There is a big difference between not doing something because it doesn't feel in alignment and not doing something because you're just scared. And sometimes it's really hard to know the difference. The only way to know if something is for you is to actually try it in real life. I have run many webinars. I have run many challenges. And I'm going to tell you, I love launches right? Maybe if I had listened to Elaine's episode two years ago, I would have thought to myself, okay, maybe I should do what Elaine is doing. Maybe I should just establish relationships because I'm a nice person because launching sounds like a lot of work. That would have not been a very wise way for me to approach my business. I needed to try things and see what works for me because my audience is not going to be the same as Elaine's audience and they're not going to respond to the same kinds of things. So I it also, I needed to do what made my heart sing. I love to launch. I love my launches. I love teaching classes. I love coming here at nine o'clock at night when my kids are asleep, get a tall glass of water and teach you something new. I love doing that stuff. I love planning a launch. I love marking the cart open and the cart close and seeing how many people are engaging. And like, I get life out of that. Elaine doesn't. So she doesn't do it. It's not her thing, right? There are other business models that are like, Sunny Lenarduzzi, she is the YouTube boss, right? She doesn't do launches either. She thinks they're draining, but she does have an evergreen product. So what does she do? Sometimes she runs a webinar or two, right? She just announces them and she runs them, but the card is always open. You can sign up for her accelerator anytime. So she has a team that does sales calls for her. She manages her company like a business, right? And that's her favorite business model right? Other people have decided to not do coaching at all. Like, I just can't deal with the coaching. I just can't. So what they do is business consulting. They go to companies. They are spokespeople. They uh, interview people on their podcast and they get interviewed on theirs and then they get business deals out of it. What is the right way for you to grow your business? You're not going to know until you've tried them and decided that you don't want to do them anymore. So please don't make a decision just based on what feels right. Because sometimes that thing that is the love of your life, the best way for you to have your business, it just took one try. It just took for you to try it to say that you loved it. But you can't say that you hate launches without trying them. You can't say that you hate getting on sales calls without trying them a few times. Everybody hates their first call, right? For sales calls, I'm just going to like a little parenthesis here. Wait until you get a yes, an easy yes. And then tell me if you like sales calls because they're not all rejection and loom and doom. So anyway, how are you going to come up with your business model? Try different things. Establish your business 
and start trying things and see what feels right to you and what would make you more likely to continue doing your business so that we can make you more likely to not quit. All right, that's why businesses fail because <laughs> they just become too much work for too little money. So they're not worth it and they close their doors. Make it worth it for you. What makes your heart sing and do that thing? Let's go with thing number two. Thing number two is that she's focused on relationships. Why is this important? This is something that I have said in the past. Don't sell from a mountaintop. Sell from people's living rooms. All right. This is what she learned very quickly during her job, right? During her full-time job, doing fundraising and establishing relationships, she realized that if she treats people nicely and they're aware of what she has to offer, they're just going to come to her, right? And then she has a conversation with them. This is something that I learned about her, that she sees her clients face to face. In the online coaching world, we're very used to seeing our clients over Zoom or over phone calls or over a video, right? We're very used to that. She does a very hands-on approach. She invites her clients over to her house to have a meeting there, right? Now with the pandemic, that has become a little bit more challenging, but she has a very, very high personal touch to what she does. So creating relationships is going to make you a lot more successful than trying to build a business that is evergreen from the start, than trying to build a brand, put yourself up on a pedestal, behind the glass, behind the team, behind the funnel, where people can't even reach you, where people can't even ask you questions, right? And then hopefully they will sign up because your funnel looks great. Talk to them. Listen to Elaine talking on the interview. Talk to your people, listen to them, listen to what they have to say and double down on your DMs to quote the great Alex Beaton. Double down on your DMs, talk to people. So that's another thing she's doing very right. She's not afraid of establishing conversations. Not every conversation is a sales conversation. I have been on sales calls where I end up hiring the person on the other side rather than the other way around establish relationships, find out what each other has, what each other needs, and see where it goes. Number three, she has a single call to action that is really easy to do, and it maximizes this one thing that she does best, which is relationships, right? Her one call to action in the entire episode was send me a DM. Go on Instagram, DM me, and notice what questions I have for you. Learn from me, learn from this approach. Because she's not afraid that you're going to watch her approach and then steal it and run away. She's like, no, it's open. I wish everybody did this. I wish everybody established relationships over DMs. DM me. If you go to her website, you can book a call with her without even submitting an application. It's just, let's have a coffee chat and talk and see what's up, right? So she has made contacting her personally the easiest thing to do in her business. And why does that work? Why wouldn't that work for, let's say, you know, somebody who has already reached a very high level? We just talked about Sunny Lenarduzzi on the YouTube bosses, right? She runs her company. She, she doesn't run her company based on talking to each individual student. But earlier in her business, she did. This is one thing that has made her a great leader as well. She talked to people personally, so she doesn't do it anymore. She has a bigger company to run, so you can't just set up a coffee chat chat with Sunny Lenarduzzi. 
but you can with Elaine because Elaine is all about relationships. So it matches what she's doing. Sonny Lenarduzzi, if she came on the podcast, she would probably send you to a freebie, right? Which gets you into her funnel, right? Which is what she does best. So whatever call to action you have, make sure that it's feeding your funnel in the right way. Because Elaine may say, I don't need funnels, but she has a funnel. Her funnel is just very direct, though. There aren't many steps to go through. Her funnel is, you find out about her through this podcast, you send her a DM, you decide whether you want to work with her or not. It's very, very short. And it speaks to the way that she manages her business. Sunny Lenarduzzi's is a little bit longer. You get on her mailing list. You wait for her to announce that she's having a webinar or for her to talk about her client successes, which is something that Elaine does too. And then you will want to find out more about this accelerator and then you'll sign up for it. They all have a funnel. We all have a funnel. There's no way to get clients without a funnel. Elaine's is very efficient and it speaks directly to how she wants to run her business. And those are the three things that you can implement in your business right now. And I don't mean implementing exactly. I don't mean copy Elaine. I mean, go back to point number one that she's doing right. She figured out the right way to run her business in a way that feels really genuine to her. So what is that for you? Do you want to do launches? Do you want to talk to people personally? What do you want to do? Do that and double down. And establish relationships. Get to know the people who buy from you. Because why wouldn't you? Right? So those are the three things. And I will see you on the other side of this little sound. So how did that feel? Do you feel like you got a new way of looking at your business? And maybe you want to try a few different things and see what really works. Because the goal is to get you to thrive, to get you to be super successful and to never, ever quit. Always be evolving. If you have a question for the Q&A section, make sure to go to the Global phenomenonpodcast.com and I will answer your question right here on the air. Also, make sure to hit the subscribe button because next week we have amazing The Words Lady, Vicky Gold. She's a dear friend and an online coach who has built an amazing audience despite suffering from a chronic illness for the past 10 years. You need to listen to this story. So thank you so much for being here and I will see you on the next one.